This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is sponsored by Pure Creative Apparel. From logo design to specialty clothing to branded merchandise, the team at Pure Creative Apparel can take your ideas and bring them to life. You can find out more at purecreativeapparel.com. And we thank Pure Creative Apparel for sponsoring this week's show. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to another episode. Of course, I am your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. We are so glad that you are here now that we are fully recovered, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's just nothing worse than that, uh, I don't know if I call it a summer cold. I don't know because it's still the springtime, but Ugh. we're, I mean, it was rough and it was going around at work and you know... I, gosh, everybody's touching the same computers at work, touching the same door handles. I was, and I was pretty convinced I had coworkers licking doorknobs. Man. It's, it was going around at my work too. Yeah, I don't even know. But it was, it was really, it was a severe upper respiratory infection that was, I mean, my sinuses were crazy, but also the chest congestion. And then there's the general feeling of lethargy. But yeah, we're, we've rebounded. It's we taken have, a couple of weeks, but uh, we have come back. Although I laugh because if you look back a couple of episodes, I go, "Oh, we've got a little bit of the sniffles," and then last week we're like, "Oh, we we're it's, <laughs> it's so kick, bad, it's kicking our butts." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you could like track our descent <laughs> over a couple of weeks through the podcast. So thanks for sticking with us. Oh yes, yes, and we've been off the road and it's uh, you know we're bringing you some training episodes some we're not in actual races or traveling for the last couple of weeks we've been at home and training and trying to overcome this illness (laughs) but you know and we want to share that with everybody because you know we don't want to get into that uh, that area of tmi you know i don't think anybody needs any of the details no but no no. i do think that if we're talking about running it's important to talk about these kinds of things because this is a an issue that every runner is going to encounter yes and that's what do you do um Mm -hmm. when you're starting to get sick what do you do when you're sick and what do you do in terms of um, modifying or re- rebounding from, from the illness? Because like you said, it was the general feeling of lethargy and you're still trying to go to work and you're still trying to do all the things that you need to do on a daily basis to take care of your home, your work, your, you, you got your work-life balance, but it's all off because you just feel terrible it really was almost like a you felt like a truck hit you yeah at least we did and and i know generally rest is what's going to help that yeah rest is what's going to help that and that is what i did so i missed actually on our training schedule i missed a three miler 
Oh, and before we even get into all that, let's preface yeah. this by saying uh, what we're talking about here is not medical advice. We're oh, no. just talking about what we did, what worked for us. Um, we Neither of us was really ill enough to go to the doctor uh, this time. But, uh, you know, of course, if you are sick and you need medical attention, please go seek your the advice of your medical professional. Yes. We're just telling you what happened with us, and that's not in any way to be used as medical advice because we're not no. doctors. No, we're, we are not doctors, but we, we would go to the doctor if it got really, really bad. I mean, I had... I don't know. It was several years ago that I ended up in the hospital with pneumonia. And that is no joke. No. No joke. So any kind of sickness, any kind of you are wondering about what to do in terms of your training and and how that sickness is going to impact, you you should consult with your physician. Definitely. This is just from our perspective how it's impacting our training journey and some of the advice we got for some seasoned veteran runners who have been through it along with their physicians as well. So after you've gotten your professional medical advice, <laughs> you then seek the advice of your running coach or running friends. <laughs> of course, of course. And we sought some advice from some pretty cool people because we listen to a couple of different podcasts and we belong to a couple of different Facebook groups for those particular podcasts. One is the Extra Mile podcast. One of my favorites. Yes, Kevin Gwynn, Mr. Kevin Gwynn, and I believe Mr. James J.D. Uh, is... J.D. Yeah, uh, he is a moderator of that Facebook group. Yes. Yes, and... That that group, we all aspire to implement the run, walk, run method. That is uh, the Jeff Galloway method, the Galloway method, the that run, walk, run. And so it, it's really great to be in that group with like-minded people who know that walk breaks erase fatigue and help us run in races, in training, better. Yeah. So, so we sought, first of all, the advice of these folks in the Extra Mile podcast group. And I just put the question out there, you know, at, for those of you who have, at some point in your training cycle, encountered this kind of sickness, what do you do? And Did you got some responses. Yeah, I did. I got some responses. See, people are so great and so engaging in these groups. Uh, Linda Mack, she said something I'll never forget now in the chest, let it rest. That's I think that's great advice. Yeah, because if you can't get good breaths in and out, going out and running is probably a great way to end up face down on the pavement, you know, a couple of blocks from your house. Well, and that should and, be avoided. And if you get out there and you go too far, then I might, well, I might have to call you and say, come get me. Or Uber home from your <laughs> or run. Lift or something. So I just, yeah, if, if it's in the chest. So, and that is some advice that I've gotten from Jeff Galloway in e-coaching too, because I, I've in past training cycles said, hey, you know, I have really bad chest congestion. And he said, you know, 
if it's a sinus infection or if it's up here, then chances are it's not going to impact the training schedule that much. Right. But if it's in your chest and it's a severe infection, then that's where you need the rest and recovery. Yeah. If it's a sinus infection, there just may be more snot rockets on your long run. Snot rockets? Oh, you know what that is. Oh my God. Snot rockets. That I can't, I just, I just can't right now. Oh my God. That's, is that TMI? That might, I don't know if that one Just falls in the, if that falls in the, the realm of TMI That's because disgusting. a lot of runners out there have, have launched the occasional snot rock. That is disgusting. Anyway, we got <laughs> other advice. That doesn't involve mucus. <laughs> that doesn't involve you imagining disgusting things. <laughs> and Chris from the Extra Mile podcast group, he said he had a similar advice and he says, you know, usually the impact in the long run is where you have to look at it. He said, you know, if you miss, I don't know, a, a nine mile training run, then you should revert back to that distance. Or if you've got an 11 miler and you skipped that nine miler, then you should walk those first couple of miles of that longer distance so that you're you're actually only running the the shorter distance like the nine you're walking the distance the difference the difference you're walking the difference or i just i like his advice better honestly and this is what i have done in the past is if i miss the nine that's where i pick up in the schedule that's that typically is what i do as well especially we try to bake in a little bit of um a little bit of padding in our race schedule we don't try to go to the day of the race right so we in case we need to miss something for work or we need to miss something because we're ill whatever the case may be and we and by the way we don't really get sick that frequently it's typically you get a little summer cold and then uh, or something goes around at work or or something goes around at work and that's Mm. usually in the fall Mm -hmm. well i mean for me i think they're i think they're seasonally you get it Oh, yeah. I think seasonally you get it. The fall, the spring, that, yeah. So those those were two good pieces of advice. Those were, those were two good pieces of advice, I yeah. think, really. And the other group that I reached out to and put the question out to was the Be Our Guest podcast lizard group. Yes. Yes. That's Mike, a fun bunch too. Mike Rallman hosts the Be Our Guest podcast and an offshoot of that podcast because it really is talking about um, Disney vacations and planning your Disney vacations. But an offshoot of that is this whole subculture of running at Disney or just running in general that um, that is a common interest of all of these people in addition to having a love and a passion for Disney. So they formed a group, the Be Our Guest Podcast uh, Lizards Group. And so I put the question out to them and they gave some good cross-training alternatives. So if you can't really get out there and run or do any kind of speed work or long distances if it's really not optimal that you can do core work i uh it was what is this core work of which you speak um like you know 
sit-ups or planks or other things like that. I, I, I get the feeling that, well, okay, let me just take, I've never seen you do core work. I've well, never seen you do core work at all. Well, you know, I'm in shape. Round is a shape. Round is a shape. Round is a shape. But, but apparently core work helps you. It does. Because it helps support your back and support um, other parts of your body that actually make the running possible. No, you you just don't <laughs> don't remember seeing me do back extensions and, and leg lifts and all of that at the gym. Okay, maybe I do. recently. Okay, no. Maybe recently. No, actually, recently it's been just, just about the running. Just about the running. But I've done some yoga. Some yoga and that uh, incorporates some planks, some some core work, some bridges, some um, overall strengthening exercises, and that can be a really good support to your running in addition to, if you have to take time off, a way to supplement. Yeah, I've, I've watched you do yoga. Yeah. Your yoga workouts are no joke. Yeah, and, uh, and they also said, you know, maybe it's just, maybe you can't run, but maybe do the stationary bike. So shout out to Jacob and Laura who gave some really good advice from the Be Our Guest podcast lizard group. So, um, and Joe Fickus, and he, he's great. He, he is always participating and commenting and helping people with running questions and training questions and just overall, like just being really a good source of encouragement in that group. He had an excellent point that it really depends on where you are in your training schedule. Yeah, I can see that. Because if it's the last long run before your race Mm. and you are maybe two weeks away, I think it's a different situation than the one um, comment that Chris made in the extra mile podcast group. Yeah. That, where you can, where you still have time to adjust. You still have time to adjust. Yeah, you don't want to do anything trying to make up the mile you missed and then put yourself at a disadvantage on race day. Like, I don't think you want to be doing it on back-to-back <coughs> weekends, right? You have a big, long training run right before your big race. So no. he made an excellent point that you have to see. And, you know, you might get to the starting line at 90%. Instead of 100% of your training being complete. And you might feel that and you might have to adjust maybe your your, uh, run-walk-run ratio. That's a tongue twister. (laughs) but Or you may have to understand that your wall might not be pushed out that far. Right. But it's... uh, and, And in the first few miles as you start to get back to your training schedule... You might feel, oh my God, how much have I lost? And I, um, I took that week off. And you really, when you get back, when you start to get back into it, I think that, you know how the memes say the first mile is usually a liar mm-hmm. in any training run or race. Yep. Yeah. So I think it's the same kind of principle where that first part of getting back into the training feels like you've lost a whole lot of stamina and a whole lot of endurance, but that's not really the case by missing that one long run. No, I agree. I, yeah. I, I do think that where you would probably see it is the, the 
point in the race where your wall normally does hit. Yeah. Um, and then for me anyway, it's, it's usually in after the first, uh, two miles coming back like this, this week, once we got back into the running, the first three miler that I did, um, was really slow two and then a good one. And then the second three miler I did was a slow one and a good two. And mm-hmm. then the third one, I was feeling good on the third because, yeah. because the longest run we did this week was, or at least that I did this week was three, three miles. miles. I, just, I just basically did three, five Ks this week. For, I did. For and I did two 30 minute runs and I did speed work and drills. You were doing drills. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I did one three miler. So, so that it, I think we were lucky because it came up at a time where we're not really at the end of a training cycle right before a race. Right. And that we can do some of those adjustments like they were talking about in the Facebook groups. Yeah. And we'll have a, a more <coughs> definitive and some, some distances that are going to really escalate in the coming weeks uh, Ooh, yeah. as we've... Um, well, we've ironed out our race schedule. We have the new uh, upcoming run schedule on runeatdrink.net in the upcoming races. We've yes. got the Tampa Beer Run up there. We've got um, the Disney Virtuals, I believe. Mm-hmm. We put that up there. I don't know if we've put the Hemingway Sunset Run, which is a 5K. We'll get that up That's this week. That's in July. And I don't know that we've added Alaska. No. And then we, we did finally commit. We pulled the trigger. <laughs> On Alaska, so we've got we've got our big run, which is going to be the um, the Anchorage Run Fest in Yay. August coming up, and we will have our half marathon training schedule um, yeah. in full effect here yes. very very soon. Um, so, For sure. but yeah, so this week was just all about the um, getting back into the groove, mm-hmm. and our quote unquote long run really wasn't super long for for yes. our listeners out there who are into the higher mileages and you might be in your training cycle because I know that there are some big races that are coming up in May um the Cleveland Marathon the the Flying Pig I think is coming up Mm -hmm. so you might be at the tail end of your training so we are hoping that you are nice and healthy and that you are not feeling the sickness like we were over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, if you do, shake it off real quick. Get that vitamin C or whatever whatever you... Uh, do whatever your doctor says. Your doctor says and yes. whatever old wives remedy you like, go for whatever it. Whatever it is after you've consulted your physician, of course. But now the other bit of folksy wisdom is, is feed a cold, starve a fever. I guess. I think. Yes. And that being the case, we did still have to get some food. We did. And oh, yes. And of course, you know, since we didn't travel, we had the opportunity to explore and indulge around our hometown. Yeah. There's tons of great food options in Southwest Florida. Cape Coral has a burgeoning food scene mm-hmm. that's that's really starting to take off in the last couple of years. Yes. And uh, we have a new entry. Downtown Cape Coral has really exploded. And there are a few key people that have been big contributors to that. Mm-hmm. There is... do you? I think it was somewhere close to... Was it this time last year? This time last year was, yeah, in May. 
it was the fifth anniversary of Nice Guys Pizza, and we've talked about them, and we've featured them on the podcast before. And we reference them all the time. And we reference them all the time. They, the people who own Nice Guys Pizza, Greg Gebhard and Jovina Batkovic, I think I butcher her name, but... She'll forgive you. She might forgive me. I don't know. Sorry. She might curse at me, but then she would forgive me. So, (laughs) but, and their uh, longtime bartender, Skylar Dennison, that, I mean, they have contributed so much to the food scene in Cape Coral. And then I know that we featured on the podcast Nevermind Awesome Bar and Eatery when Shannon Yates was in a James Beard Burger competition. We had him for the James Beard Burger competition mm-hmm. and Shannon also recently hosted that fundraiser yeah. for friend of the show um, Morgan, Morgan Moose Wright of Morgan American Ninja Moose. Warrior fame. The Moose is loose. So, uh, you know, Shannon does so much for the community. Oh, he does. He's a big believer in giving back and yeah. the guy is just as he'll say, cooking his butt off. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe well, not, maybe with more colorful language. Yeah, than we that. won't have an explicit tag on this episode. Not this episode. Not this episode. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, so they have such amazing food at their own establishments, and they have been working so hard. But over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. they have been collaborating and working hard to open a new place called Danger Danger. Yeah, this is a collaboration between the creative minds at Nevermind, Awesome Bar and Eatery, Shannon Yates, and uh, Nice Guys Pizza's Greg and Jovina and Skyler. Skyler. And they brought... Uh, Brought, brought these people together. They opened a third location. Yes. And and they're all really close to each other. They're like within, walking a, within a quarter mile of one another. Yeah. Yeah, all in that same area. So you'll actually see them all popping in from spot to spot throughout mm-hmm. the evening. Uh, Greg and Yovan have been working a lot of the time at Danger Danger, 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 Danger Proper yeah. and then bouncing over to Nice Guys to check on things and then coming back just to you know, get the restaurant up off the ground. It just recently opened. Uh, they had soft open last it's month. like less than a month yeah, we, in total that We mentioned open. that. We've done some stuff on social media for the mm-hmm. soft open. Yeah. Um, we're going to do a more detailed interview with them yeah. coming up. But I felt so honored that they invited us to come. Oh, it was it was fantastic. We can't thank them enough. Yeah. And the the food is great. It's it, the best way I could describe it is it's it's um, really geared for walk up counter service. Mm-hmm. You can grab a, a seat if you really want to, but it's it's probably. 12 to 15 seats at the bar. It's really small. And yeah. maybe a, maybe that many on the back wall. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. And then the, really it's made, intended for carry out, uh, carry out options. Right. They have a cooler with uh, canned beer, bottled soda. I think uh, they have some hard seltzer in there. Mm-hmm. And some different options like that. So you can order at the counter and you can eat if you're lucky enough to snag a couple of those seats because there aren't many or you can order and then you can grab it and go and enjoy all of the delicious glory in your own home 
And really, the food that they're doing is uh, flatbread pizzas that are mm-hmm. just off the wall crazy stuff, tacos, um, a couple of salad they options. Do some, yeah, some salads. And they have, a, a, I think, a vegan or, or a vegetarian option. That's um, a falafel burger that they're doing. Mm. Um, and then they have the occasional special that's coming. But uh, yeah. that's really it. It's, oh, and they have of a course, dessert. And fried chicken. Oh, they're doing a couple of different kinds of fried chicken. They how do. can you forget? But uh, what, we're, what we did the other night was we got some uh, some hand food that we could just you know eat with our hands. So we went over to Danger Danger. We noticed that they had a special, special that was seasonally appropriate. They put it out on Facebook. They put it out on Instagram. And I'm following them. I'm all over it. And they said that they called this special Tricks Are For Kids. Is tricks, that right? Tricks Are For Kids. I have that the, right. the reference to the Tricks Rabbit. Oh, uh, yes. And of course, we were just coming off of Easter. Yes. And this is not the first time that Greg has ever decided around Easter time to serve a rabbit dish. I know it. He's done that at, uh, at Nice Guys Pizza before. Oh, that was like a mac and cheese, a rabbit mac and cheese. Yeah. And that was it was confit in in uh, in I believe uh, pork fat. Something. It was some kind of fat. Fantastic. It was great. But this was a rabbit taco mm-hmm. that was uh, done in a. Uh, there was a corn tortilla. All of their tacos are, except for their steak taco, are street tacos. So you get that two-layered corn tortilla. And you get three of them. And you get three tacos mm-hmm. in a serving. Uh, this had the rabbit that was seasoned with... Warm spices. Very warm. Exactly. Very warm spices. So mm. you had cumin. You had uh, um, allspice. You had uh, cinnamon, cinnamon, nutmeg, clove. Um, there were, there was, uh, gosh, I'm, I mean, it's just this deep red, that, uh, red chili paste and it is escaping me at the moment. Um, the, uh, and I'll, I'll think of it in a second and Mm. it's going to kill me. I'll, we'll definitely have it in the show notes (laughs) for, uh, for what all goes into this, but just all of these fantastic spices and it gave the, the, the rabbit, this bright red color, and it was just so delicious um, and not really hot. No, but <laughs> there was, it, it was like a, a warm kind of spice. It was not like a burn your mouth, let's have some hot buffalo chicken wing kind of spice. Right. That's what I would say, but it wasn't, like a sweet flavor to the meat. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, at least I didn't think so. No. But, and the, where the heat came from was the homemade salsa. Oh, and this salsa was grilled pineapple and habanero. Oh. Uh, ch- well, he called it a chutney. Yeah. But um, you could call it a salsa. And it was just. Perfect. I mean, that was the perfect amount of tart mm-hmm. and sweet. And then yeah. habanero, that's oh an attention boy. getter. Yeah. Even though he said, when we talked to Skylar, he said that they had de-seeded 
the the the, the vein, the habanero, yeah. Right. Oh, guajillo chili. That's it. There you go. Yeah. Guajillo chilies. Um, so you got that the deep red and that warm flavor in the meat. You've got the tang and the sweetness from the from uh, from the pineapple salsa and then that heat from the habanero and the Ooh. fruitiness from the habanero itself. Habaneros have a fantastic flavor if you can take the heat mm-hmm. because they're so much hotter than a jalapeno yes it's not a linear progression on the scoville scale so it's a jump it's a it's a big jump oh it's it's a uh they call it a um exponential increase in heat because at first and it's not a whole lot of that chutney or that salsa that comes on the on the tacos themselves no it's just it's just a little bit and let me tell you um a little bit it's so flavorful and goes a long way and it warms up over time yeah by the end of taco number three you're like ooh, give me the beer yeah, and I think that a lot of their, because at Danger Danger, they have so many different sauces, and they have that, uh, the fried chicken, where they do the um, the hot, the Cape Coral hot. The Cape Coral hot. Which we haven't fully had. We had the fried chicken, and then we had that sauce on the side to try it. Yeah. I think that they... I think that they are fans of the slow build of heat right. with their sauces, honestly. Yeah, that, that Cape Coral Hot is a, a chili oil-based sauce mm. with, a lot of, um, with a lot of chili de arbo in the, in the actual sauce itself, and that just builds over time. So that, that capsaicin you know, gets in your mouth and it just starts to build up you know, over yeah. the course of your meal. And it's it, that was an attention getter, but the flavor was just fantastic. I felt like it was the same with the rabbit taco and the and the habanero chutney or salsa. Like over time, as you get to that, as we got to that last taco, it was like, whoo, yeah, whoo. But not all the spices there are about the heat, because you went a totally different route. But you had was... something that was equally spicy and flavorful. Yes, you let me try the rabbit taco so that I could have, you know, that that delicious experience. And I'm glad that I did. But I was more in the mood for the Brazilian pizza. The Brazilian pizza. This is unlike anything you've ever had, folks. And it's Check more like, like a flatbread, like you said, in terms of the crust. And so it's different from what they do at Nice Guys Pizza, that crust. It's just, it's a, it's flatter, um, but it's still so flavorful in terms of the crust. It has on it medium rare flank steak, homemade or scratch made chimichurri, garlic, parmesan, mozzarella, provolone. They have pickled onion, cilantro, garlic, sriracha, aioli. And what I thought was the, the real kicker was the potato sticks. Because I think about those cans. Yeah, those canned sticks. crunchy potato sticks. Yeah, like they're the on the pizza. French's potato sticks. They're on the pizza. Yeah, it's great textural element. Yeah, I mean, there were so many different textures, and that steak was cooked perfectly. It was a medium rare, so it had a little bit of redness. It wasn't tough. It was meaty and delicious. And you got that that chimichurri sauce, <sighs> which has that tartness and that freshness from the herbs that are yeah. pureed. 
Yeah. I mean, like it was, there was a citrus and, and an acidity from that. And it was, oh God, it was so, I love chimichurri and you, I, you think you have to love cilantro. And I think that we've talked about that and debated that a bit. There's no debate. But I love cilantro. Some people hate cilantro, but if you love lime. We love you, but you're wrong. If you love lime you and cilantro, you will love this chimichurri. And like I could drink it. I could just drink it. You, you would yeah. look really funny doing so. Though. I would. And but it, it was delicious. And the pickled onion just added a, another layer of texture and like a tart bite because of that pickling. And that that's a great accompaniment to the meat, which they do this this girt steak perfectly. Oh my god, so good! So or flank steak, yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know the steak is cooked perfectly. The um, it's got a little char on the outside, that pink color on the inside. It's nice and tender. And there's enough for each piece of the pizza. Oh, yeah. And when this thing comes out, it's got this big hunk of steak that's just sliced sitting on top of it. You're like, wow, what is what is this? You know, and They have a couple of other pizzas that do that, too. They have one um, that we won't talk about here, but it's a barbecue-themed pizza. And oh, yeah. it, it's garnished with a half rack of ribs. Oh, yeah. So. And then you can distribute the meat as you see fit. And there's plenty to go. We distributed it evenly among all of the slices of pizza. And the chimichurri is all over. But it's not too much. No. It's just the right amount of meat and the saltiness from the potato sticks and the chimichurri, the acidity and the citrus and cilantro and oh my God. You just have to pick this up and have it for dinner. And or, their secret weapon is their yeah. crust. It's Again, great. They, they've got the perfect amount of crunch and chew. Mm-hmm. That crust is just fantastic there. Yeah. And, and the same with nice guys. So. And it holds up to the ingredients that they put yes. on the pizza. Yes. So I can't, I cannot tell you how excited I am for the episode where we actually sit down with all of the masterminds behind Danger Danger. Can't wait for it. Well, before we go on, I'm going to take a minute to tell you all about our friends at Pure Creative Apparel. Anybody can silkscreen a shirt. Look, we know it's true. I, I did it as a project in high school. But the team at Pure Creative Apparel is really much more than that. They will take you through the entire process to create your custom items right from the very beginning with the design of your artwork or company logo, then create mock-ups to show you what the finished product will look like and help you select just the right high-quality name brand clothing or other merchandise on which you're going to place your artwork or your logo, and then they'll get you your items fast. Or if you're not looking to get into the whole online sales thing and you don't want to worry about inventory, packaging, shipping, and all of that, Pure Creative Apparel has a complete e-commerce package available. So whether you're a school, church, or club needing just a few shirts for a special event or a company looking for a complete branding package, Pure Creative Apparel can help. Find out how by going to purecreativeapparel.com. 
and we really thank them for their support of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. What I really like is at Danger Danger, they don't have any taps, but they are still offering you really good craft brew options. Yes. And what I also love is that a lot of these craft breweries that we're going to are recognizing the the technological benefit of canning their beer as opposed to bottling. The the benefits, um, if you want to get into the the recyclability and the portability and, you know, it's just more efficient. But having the ability to stock that, that cooler with stuff that is really good from a variety of different breweries mm-hmm. and have it there that's, you know, kind of an easy a grab and go or mm-hmm. not grab and go, but grab and, you know, grab a seat there at the bar and, and you know, eat your uh, stuff or um, try some new things that, Again, you may not find anywhere else, and they're doing it in cans. Yeah. I don't know if you can take the cans with your takeout. I, I don't believe that that is uh, the way they're set up. I think that's that for right? consumption just on premises, I believe. Oh, okay. I don't know. But we've only ever had them while we've been either waiting for our takeout or when we decided to eat at Danger Danger, which was the case this time. And we picked a couple of uh, um, very different ones. Yeah, I can't tell you. I can't believe that we are almost to June and we're almost celebrating the second anniversary of this podcast. Yeah. And your pick harkens back to the very first place that we featured as far as the drink portion of our show goes. Yeah. And we we did the Tampa Beer Run and we ended up going to Cigar City Brewing in Tampa, Florida. Yeah. And we covered some of their beers from their tap room. And I opted, I was in the mood for something uh, a little lighter in body. I went with the Cigar City Maduro Brown, which is one of their tentpole beers. Um, That's a five. That's like a flagship beer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's a five and a half percent ABV light brown ale. um, Comes in at, uh, uh, gosh, 20. 21 IBUs, so mm-hmm. it's not really bitter. Mm-mm. Super easy to drink, great yeah. flavor, uh, pairs fantastically with tacos or beer. I think it was refreshing considering that chutney, that salsa. Oh man, yeah. Like I said, by the end of taco number three, it was it was getting a little warm. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so I yeah I thought and but I thought it was light. It's not like a really th- Thick Marshall Zukov esque well, kind no. of beer. No, it's it's a brown ale as opposed to mm-hmm. a, a stout yeah. or even a porter. Yeah. So so like it's not really thick. It's not sweet. It's just it's it's it was kind of ref, it was a nice refreshing beverage to have with what we chose with Absolutely. The pizza with the tacos. Yeah, I think and, it goes well with a lot. And you want something a little bit different than what you normally get? Yeah. Well, I mean, when we first started to explore different kind of beers, I I was like, I was a cider girl. I was a cider girl, and I was in love with Woodchuck, and I still love Woodchuck. Woodchuck Fall. Woodchuck Fall. I always go looking for it. But so I kind of hearkened back to my roots, and 
I got original sin cider that um, they're Macintosh, Macintosh unfiltered cider. And they have a couple of different versions. It's not the one in the pink and white and black can that you would see it. I mean, it looks like the red of an apple, that can. Mm -hmm. And it's 6% ABV. So it's right kind of in the middle. It's not super high. It's not super sweet. It's got tartness. It's it's got sour notes. It's like a dry, almost like a dry rosé finish. And you're not normally one for really tart or really dry. No. So, but it was nice because it's not a really thick kind of cider. It's not syrupy sweet. So. I think it went really well with the pizza. And I was just thinking about, because they have a lot of different cider versions of their cider, Original Sin does. I was thinking of the Black Widow Original Sin, which was not in the case at the time. No, but I think that we have seen that one in cans um, in the area. I know number three has it. Um, And I know that they have had it on tap at Nice Guys before. Mm. So we probably will see that one pop up in a can, I think. Yeah. It would be very apropos given the movie that was just released. But don't worry. We will not be giving any spoilers here. No. No spoilers. I was just looking for that because she's my favorite character. But that was a fantastic one. I tasted that too. And I think that that unfiltered cider, I mean, just gives you that real... uh, Cloudy. If it were in a glass. Yes. Yeah. But it gives you that real apple flavor, um, Mm. I think. And and it just kind of resonates, you know, like like this is fresh, I guess is the best way I could describe it. It's not a sugary sweet. You know how like when you have some dessert beverages, then your teeth will have a like kind of a film on them because it's mm-hmm. it's very sugary. It's not like that. No. It's not like that. It's it doesn't have really a coating your mouth kind of feel. Just it just light, just refreshing. It's tart, it's dry, it's a little bit sour. But I I think you're right. You really get a a sense of the apple. Yeah. Yeah, flavor. So, um Cigar City Maduro Brown, mm-hmm. an original Sin Macintosh unfiltered cider. Those are, are just two options. Two of the many options they have at Danger Danger mm-hmm. and a couple that we recommend for our listeners who are 21 and over. 21 and over. Head out and pick one of those up and give it a try. We think you'll yeah. really enjoy it. Yeah, and there are some in the in their case that I really want to try as well like from Brewbus and uh, Red Cypress and they're uh, and I'm sure they'll continually add because they're always growing what they offer. Yeah, Greg's a big uh, beer fan and he likes to rotate and mm-hmm. try new stuff himself. So that's why yeah. you see such a great rotation there. Yeah. So I think that that'll be just terrific. So if you are local or you're visiting the area. I mean, Sanibel and Captiva are lovely this time of year. Yeah, we highly recommend. Come on down <laughs> to the to the beaches of Southwest Florida and stop yes. in at Cape Coral. If you choose our home for your next vacation. <laughs> or runcation. Or runcation if you're down here. Because we have, well, we have the local Cape Cops 5K coming up in May. Yep, that's coming we? the same weekend as the Tampa Beer Run. So unfortunately, mm-hmm. we can't run that one this year. Yeah. Because we've already booked our tickets committed we committed committed. yeah 
we committed, but so that's a great local race. But if you're in the area for a runcation, a vacation, or you are a local, Danger Danger is one that you should definitely come and try if you are in the Cape Coral area. And we'll have links to them in the show notes and you can check them out on mm-hmm. Facebook and yes. Instagram. I don't yes. know if they have their own website yet. I don't think quite yet. So, but uh, we'll link to them so you can find them on social. Yeah. But, uh, well, this is our uh, first, I think our first recording from the road. Yes, we are actually doing this from Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah, so we've got a little bit of a different recording rig this week, and we may have had a technical glitch uh, a little earlier in the show. Hopefully, it's not too bad. So, uh, you know, bear with us if we did. I uh, hope it works out. I hope it works out. We're going to fingers crossed, and we'll listen to this when we uh, when we get done here. And next week, we will bring to you some great offerings from Huntsville, Alabama and this area. Yes, um, I'm here for a work-related trip. Mm-hmm. Amy has come along and Lucky. I think she's going to be doing some Lucky. some training runs yeah. here and then featuring some stuff locally. Definitely. So excited to do that and then to bring it to you so that if you travel to this area for a race, for work, whatever, then you know where to explore and indulge. So uh, where can people find us? Where can people find us? We are on uh, runeatdrink.net. That is our website. That's home base. That is home base. That is where you'll see our show notes. You can listen on demand. And you can also visit our store from the fine folks at Pure Creative Apparel. You can pick up a barkey, right? A t-shirt, shorts, you can support the show and um, show some love. And uh, recently on social media, we've seen some people sporting our our wares. So yeah, I saw some uh, photos of people sporting our squooshes. Yes, yes. John Fournier, the squoosh sweatbands, he's made us some uh, branded running gear and uh, we were so excited when people were posting the pictures so so excited yeah so when you're over there on the website check that out yes uh social links are at the bottom of the page oh yes we're on instagram we're on facebook at a a runny drink podcast and we're on twitter at runny drink pod so let us know where you're running eating and drinking until next week we will see you next week and we'll be talking to you again real soon all right have a great week Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great second year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink pod. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net so you can click on the iTunes link and subscribe so you won't miss a minute where we accomplish, explore, and indulge. Come along with us. See you next time.